Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. It is game day for Indiana. A big opportunity tonight. Indiana hosting Purdue for the first matchup of the conference season. And it's an important one. It's a big one. Purdue is really good. Big Zach Eady coming to town. A lot of reasons that would tell you Purdue is the heavy favorite to win that this game tonight. I don't think anybody doubts that. But Think back to Kansas. Think back over the years to big games at Assembly Hall, whether it be Purdue or someone else that is highly ranked. And Indiana oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes finds a way to do something you don't expect them to do. Maybe they don't win, but they fight, they claw, they keep it close. And I think that's what you got to hope for tonight if you're an Indiana fan uh, rooting for the Hoosiers against the Boilermakers in this rivalry here in the state of Indiana. Uh, The game is on Peacock, so let's put that out there. That's been a struggle for a lot of listeners. That's one of the things that I hear from you guys on. We've had a couple big topics recently. Number one, Mike Woodson, some concerns about his subs. That's been a big point that we've heard from uh, you guys on. And then number two is the frustration with Peacock and another subscription and trying to figure out how to get it downloaded and get logged in, etc. But there was a big NFL playoff game, the Dolphins-Chiefs, I believe it was, Saturday night on Peacock. And so I think that just kind of underscores What I've been saying that I think uh, Peacock and streaming and different networks and different subscriptions, it's just the way of the sports world, the television world. And if you're going to keep up with all of it, you're going to watch all of it. You're probably going to make a strong monthly investment every month in television streaming. And you're probably going to have a lot of the different streaming apps or uh, different companies on your television and your uh, smart device as well. But yes, Indiana Purdue on Peacock tonight. Of course, it'll be here on the Big X Sports Radio as well with the legendary voice of Don Fisher. And I'll say this, I just have a feeling uh, it may not work out. I'm not going to tell you that I think Indiana is going to win. I don't even know how close they'll be. But I think the key to this ball game tonight is Mackenzie Mbako. Uh, He's been playing really well. Can he take the next step forward uh, as a prize recruit coming out of high school to Indiana? Um, we'll see. He, he's definitely been playing better. I thought his game Friday, I went back and watched some of that. I had a high school game Friday night. I thought he was really good for Indiana, his best game by far to date. He seems to be growing his game, adding on to his game at the college level. And there's the obvious things, the three-point shooting, the backcourt play, all the things that we talk about 
here on this show basically every day that will factor in for sure. I mean, there's no question about that. But I do think that Mackenzie Mbaco and his performance tonight, if everybody else holds steady with what we expect at this point of the season, Mackenzie Mbaco, his defense, but also his athleticism on the offensive end could be very key uh, for this Indiana game tonight. You also got to have Kellel Ware be consistent. You got to get more from Trey Galloway. Uh, obviously, Xavier Johnson, We, who knows? Will he start? Will he come off the bench? Whatever he is, whatever he does, he's got to be consistent. He's got to be a leader. Uh, he's got to accept whatever his role is going to be on this team moving forward. And there can just simply be no more Xavier uh, issues or moments. I think everybody is frustrated with that, tired of that, but uh, he does have a lot of experience to bring. And if he can gather it all together, get on the same page with Mike Woodson, again, with whatever his role is going to be, a starter, off the bench, whatever, moving forward, uh, he can still play a big role because of his experience on this Indiana team this season. So lots to get to today. Great to be back with you after a good uh, Monday show. I know we had some technical problems early on that knocked us off, but uh, great to have Zach Osterman with us, Chad Gilbert with us as well. Uh, Rest in peace to the great coach Jerry Jones, longtime Louisville assistant, lived in southern Indiana, uh, coached the Jeff Girls, assistant coach to the state championship with Chad Gilbert. Uh, He was uh, buried yesterday, uh, the service yesterday for him, and uh, just a super guy. He was uh, always wonderful to run into. And uh, Chad and I had a good time talking about him, kind of memorializing him yesterday here on the show. Let's look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one, in just a moment, we'll have our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. We'll talk more about Mbaco. We'll talk about Indiana-Purdue tonight. Uh, What does this series mean to Mike Woodson? Can you imagine as a player growing up in the state of Indiana then uh, choosing to play for Indiana, going through this series, playing for Coach Bob Knight, uh, and now coming back as the coach in this series? Has to be special for him. Uh, We'll talk about that. Also, I saw inside the hall... Our friend Alex Bozich, he posted uh, an updated bracketology, uh, which um, I'll tell you the not good news. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised when it comes to Indiana. And I know it sounds crazy to talk about the NCAA tournament, but it does come up a lot here at this time of year. And from this point forward, you're going to hear bracketology and NCAA net uh, ratings and all that's going to be constant in these television broadcasts and radio shows and uh, whatever you listen to because we're getting into that time where resumes are being built and uh, you can start to get a good sample size as we get into the middle part or latter in January uh, of the college basketball season. So we'll talk some about that as well. Uh, Later today, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier is with us. Mike joins on Tuesdays as we chat IU basketball, football, and more. We'll obviously get Mike's take on Indiana-Purdue tonight. We'll preview the matchup. How does Indiana try to defend, try to slow down Zach Eady? We'll talk about that. Uh, And just get into some other keys for Indiana in this game tonight from Mike's perspective. He's got a lot of great preview material at thedailyhoosier.com as well for you to check out. I know Coach uh, Signetti on the football side of things, uh, obviously he is uh, moving forward with recruiting. Uh, He had a radio appearance recently with Don Fisher. We'll chat about some of the things he had to say. And I tell you what, Indiana 
football, some of its former coaches really in the news right now. Kalen DeBoer coming from Washington to take the Alabama job late last week over the weekend. That was finalized. And Kane Womack, who's the head coach at South Alabama, I haven't seen it final, but it very likely is. I saw he is the target to leave uh, South Alabama as the head coach and go be one of the coordinators uh, for Coach DeBoer. Of course, we had DeBoer and Penix in the national championship game. So for an Indiana football season that was dismal, and obviously the coaching change has brought some excitement, Indiana football has gotten some real mentions here uh, to start the offseason. And so we'll uh, talk about that some as well with Mike when he's with us a little bit later today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Why not try Honey Baked Tam in New Albany today for a delicious lunch? They've got great sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily and will surely satisfy any craving you have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Tam in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Send a question for Mike uh, Schumann, uh, your prediction on the game tonight. I mentioned McKenzie and Baco, I feel, is the key for Indiana if they're going to really have a legitimate chance to win it or even keep it fairly close tonight. That's my feel, my pick, my thought. Who do you think the key player is in this rivalry game tonight? Anybody going to the game? I love going to Assembly Hall, Indiana-Purdue games. I think I've been to one, maybe two in my time. Uh, They're fun to be at. Any big game at Assembly Hall is fun to be at, but I don't think on a cold, cold Tuesday, miserable temperatures outside, I can't imagine making that trip up the back roads, it seems, to Bloomington uh, for this game tonight. But are you going? I'd love to know if we have some listeners that are uh, headed to Assembly Hall for the game tonight. Uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy, cold thirst quencher, To keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. I don't know about you, but even on a cold day like this, uh, nothing better than a big, tall drink from Thornton's. So check them out today and send us a text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Let's get into some headlines for the day. First off, Indiana and Purdue tonight. Uh, it is going to be a 7 p.m. tip-off on Peacock, and pregame coverage begins here at 6 with the IU Network <clears throat> and, of course, Don Fisher as well. Uh, Boilermakers 15-2, and two, and they cruised over Penn State 95-78 in their last game. And not as much, but Indiana did basically cruise, especially in the second half, to an easy win over Minnesota Friday night in their last game as well. So you could say that both teams are coming in and should feel fairly confident about where they're at and uh, their last performance, something there to build on for the Hoosiers. Uh, Obviously, when we talk about who the Boilermakers are as a team this season, I think everything begins and ends with Zach Eady. He's the returning national player of the year in college basketball. This is year number four for him as a Boilermaker. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what is next for him at the professional level. But he is averaging a double-double, 22.3 points, 10.9 rebounds per game. He also averages, no surprise, right at three blocks per game, 
Seven foot four, uh, unbelievable. Seven foot four, his height, and he draws. I was reading this on Inside the Hall. He draws nine fouls per game, on average, in conference play, and ranks first in offensive rebounding percentage. Uh, absolutely a majorly tough matchup uh, for anybody in the Big Ten, for anybody in the country, but especially this Indiana team as well. Um, I think Purdue's backcourt probably a little better than what it was a year ago when they had a terrific season, but obviously suffered some defeat there, some some embarrassing loss in the NCAA tournament. Fletcher Lawyer, I like him. Braden Smith, uh, I like him as well. Both of those Indiana high school basketball uh, graduates <clears throat> and alums as well. Uh, they got a grad transfer, a guard named Lance Jones, who came over from Southern Illinois uh, in the transfer portal as well. Uh, but those are some of the key guards to go along with Edie in the front port in the front court uh, for this Indiana team. One name that local listeners will be interested in tonight, whether you're a Purdue fan or not, is uh, Trey Kaufman Wren, redshirt sophomore from Silver Creek. He is a uh, Coming um, in, averaging 7.4 points, 4.2 rebounds. He's been getting about 16.6 minutes per game. He also has been shooting 53% from the field, uh, and he's been starting for this Purdue team. So uh, Trey, in uh, his second season on the court for Purdue, uh, getting some real run, getting some opportunity, growing his game, and settling in very nicely at Purdue. He's going to be a force, I think, for them to – put forth in future seasons. I think you'll see him be a big key for Purdue and future Indiana-Purdue rivalry games as well. So tough matchup for Indiana. Uh, The only thing they've got going for them is uh, Mbako uh, coming off a major good game. Kellel Ware's consistency. The game is at home. It's going to be raucous. It's going to be sold out. It's going to be a lot of fun, especially you know leading up to the start of the game. It may not be as fun if Indiana were to get behind early or fall out of contention early, but it will be a rocking place for sure. That is going to be uh, a fun environment. I'm jealous of those of you that do have tickets and are going to make it up to the game tonight. It should be a lot of fun. couple text on the Thornton's text line. Texter says, uh, Purdue has good depth at forward and tremendous guards complemented by great depth at the guard position. That, along with uh, Edie, makes them hard to beat. They might just beat tonight's spread. And I'll have to look up the spread. I don't know uh, what it is for the game tonight. I forgot to do that before we came on the air. Texter also says, it seems that Xavier Johnson has been consistent. He is overrated, overhyped, and should stay on the bench where he is not a disappointment. Those are really frank words for Xavier. Uh, He is a very frustrating player. I uh, take that from your text and agree with that wholeheartedly, but I do think that he has at times provided some good moments for this team, and that's what I'll say. Uh, And if they're going to get to the NCAA tournament, they're going to have to have some really good moments from Xavier Johnson Johnson, and and obviously consistency as well. But uh, I get your frustration there. Also, another texter uh, writes in on the Thornton's text line, I believe you are correct on the key to winning tonight's game. Also hope we don't have any scoring droughts. If we can hang with them, think the crowd may be able to pull it out. Yeah, kudos to the crowd. Think about the Kansas game. It wasn't a win for Indiana. I thought Indiana had no business in that game at that point of the season. Maybe not now either, but uh, definitely um, I thought the crowd, the environment of that game was huge, and that's just Assembly Hall. But you know what? 
that's Mackey Arena as well. That is Rupp Arena. That's the Yum Center on seasons where the Hoosiers are not having an awful campaign like they are this year. And that's a great portion of the Big Ten. Uh, it's, you know, Not all of them have the fanfare that Indiana and Purdue have, but there are some really tough home courts to play on uh, in the Big Ten Conference as well. Texter says spread tonight is around 10 points. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's an interesting spread. I'm not sure which way I would go on that. Uh, but that's a look at our headlines for this Tuesday edition of the program. I do want to mention real quick bracketology before we go to a commercial break. Uh, it's that time of year. Andy Bottoms at a, inside the hall. Uh, we always pay attention to his bracketology. He does a good job with it. Um, Indiana not in bracketology right now uh, at all. I don't think that should be a surprise to anybody. Purdue and Connecticut, uh, the top two one seeds. There's some other seeds in the mix. If you look at the metrics right now for one seeds, Kansas, who Indiana played well, would be one of those uh, as well. Uh, Big 12 and SEC in Andy's bracketology leads the way right now. Eight teams from each conference in his field. The Big East is not far behind. It's seven teams in the field right now, according to Andy Bottoms. The Big Ten Conference, I'm telling you, it's a little down this year. Six schools in the bracketology field this week. Of course, the Big Ten has had eight, ten. It was, was the record 11, maybe, uh, from the conference to the NCAA tournament. Uh, but just three of those six are single-digit seeds. So um, not a great showing right now if the NCAA tournament was to be selected uh, paired up here in the next couple days. Indy, uh, you know, definitely not a, a good look or a normal look at this point for the Big Ten Conference. Thornton's text line remains open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. We'll head to a break. We're back with Mike Schumann. IU-Purdue preview, we'll get into that. We'll talk IU football and more. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Tuesday program. So glad to have you with us on game day for the Hoosiers, Indiana, and Purdue tonight, 7 o'clock on Peacock. It is always a lot of fun. With me right now, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. And if you want to get some game day reading in, go to thedailyhoosier.com. Mike has a lot of preview material, really good stuff as always on IU basketball, football, and more. And uh, some really good breakdown and thoughts on the matchup tonight. Mike, a number of questions and topics for you, but I want to start with this. How does Indiana try to guard, try to stop, try to slow down reigning national player of the year, seven foot four Zach Eady. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're facing Purdue over the last couple of years, that that is the opening question, no no doubt about it. I mean, I think he, um, you know, what's interesting about Purdue this year is that they're shooting three pointers at a much better clip than they've done in years past with him, and so they they really are putting teams in in some serious conflict with. You know, do you try to guard Edie straight up, which is obviously uh, a daunting task, 
or do you leave shooters to, to try to double him? I think either way you're, you're exposing yourself potentially. And, and I think it kind of calls into focus the, the Khalil where Zach eating matchup or, or however Indiana tries to, to guard him. Um, you know, I, I I'm especially interested in watching where, uh, give, give it a go because he brings length that Indiana hasn't had uh, in previous matchups against Edie. Um, and I, you know, I think he can at least bother some of those shots that, that Edie's pretty comfortable with those, you know, those 10 to eight to 10 foot jump hooks that he just seems to hit at an incredible rate. Um, but the, the challenge for where is going to be the physicality side of it. From my standpoint, Edie is a very physical player, likes to kind of bully people and at times at least where hasn't responded to that very well. So, um, and I think that that's just something you've got to do for 40 minutes against Zach Eady. So that that's going to be really interesting to, to watch for me. I, I suppose alternatively you could go with Malik Renew, who's a little bit sturdier in his base and can probably withstand a lot of that physicality, but obviously you're giving up a lot of inches when you try to do that. So that that's, what's going to be interesting to me. Does, Indiana double ED, how much do they double and, and who gets that primary matchup? Um, that, that, that's what I'm focused on when Purdue has the ball. All right, Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, talking Indiana-Purdue. I said this in the first segment that I feel Mackenzie Mbako is a major key tonight for the Hoosiers. He's coming off his best performance so far as a Hoosier freshman, uh, and we know the interior. We know Edie. We know what Purdue offers. There's lots of keys for Indiana. Hopefully you'll go through some of what you think are the big keys for IU, but do you agree Mbako could be a major factor tonight if he comes out and plays really well? Yeah, he's such a wild card right now for Indiana, both because, you know, his play has been up and down. And also, he's just always seemingly a mismatch on both ends of the floor, you know, sometimes to Indiana's favor and sometimes to their detriment. You know, most teams don't have a six foot eight player playing small forward. Um, Purdue certainly doesn't. I think they've been starting three guards most of the season. So that's just immediately one of the more interesting matches matchups of the game you're talking about like a lance jones um mckenzie and baco type matchup or, or whoever purdue tries to put on in baco um so yeah i think you know I, th- I think something both matt painter and mike woodson said this week that i thought i was seeing and i, I was more comforted that i was right after hearing it from them is that Mbako's defense has improved it was a major liability for him early in the season. Um, it, it's paramount that that he is on top of his uh, defensive assignments. You know, not losing track of his man, knowing, knowing the switches and ball screen coverages because Purdue is going to try to get him mixed up, try to um, you know set up three point shots where where he's the guy that's kind of in conflict. We've seen teams do that all year. Like I said, I think everybody's seeing improvements, but I'm sure, you know, Matt Painter is going to try to pressure test that as much as he can. When IU has the ball, you know, obviously we saw something different out of Mbako uh, Friday night, you know, with his ability to attack closeouts and get to the rim off the bounce. I thought that was a major step forward for him. Um, You know, he's obviously one of Indiana's best three-point shooters, especially the last six games where he's shooting 48% from three. So I think, um, you know, there's some potential there, especially if Purdue post-doubles, which they they like to do. 
Uh, there's going to be some looks there. It's it's just going to be fascinating for me how Indiana tries to attack Purdue on the offensive end because last year it was Jalen Hutchifino's game both times. It was you know they they like to drop Zach Eady down into the paint, and so there's an opportunity there for a mid range player like. Jalen Hutchifino to shoot right over it. I'm not sure Indiana has that guy this year, but they do have something different than what they've had in the past, and that's bigs that can step out and shoot, like Malik Renew and Khalil Ware, along with Mbako. So it almost makes sense to me to just force Edie to come out and guard by going five out. You know, put Ware and Renew both out on the perimeter, force Edie to come out and guard, and then see what you can create out of that rather than just letting Edie kind of just stand there like like they like to have him do. Talking with uh, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier, text on the Thornton's text line uh, along these same lines, Mike, ask if you think that Indiana's forwards can hang with Purdue forwards. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I talked about the, you know, the, the pros and cons of the where Edie matchup, which I guess is more center. I really like the potential uh, for Indiana having an advantage at the four, I think Renew is a more complete, more impactful player than than any of the guys that that Purdue can throw at him. Um, but obviously, you know, post touches, he's almost certainly going to get doubled every time he touches it. But uh, but I think Indiana matches up very favorably at, at the four. And I talked about that Mbako matchup, especially when Purdue's going three guards like like they've liked to do this year. Um, so. That that will probably be the most fascinating part of the game to watch uh, from a forward perspective is just that that Mbako matchup with whoever he's got on both ends. But I've always kind of thought, you know, even in the preseason, um, that, that Indiana overall matched up uh, fairly well with Purdue because of where's length and because of at guard. You know, you talk about Xavier Johnson and Trey Galloway. I think the strength of their games is their size and their physicality on defense. And I think that's something in the past we've seen Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer not handle well all the time. So um, if Indiana can be imposing on the ball defensively and just really kind of try to disrupt Purdue from getting into the flow of their offense, I think that can be a major factor in the game. I think it was a major factor in the games last year as well. So, um, watch Purdue's turnover count. I think if Indiana can, you know, get that up into the, you know, the 15 area, I think that it becomes a game that, that IU can win. Talking with Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Again, lots of good preview content at thedailyhoosier.com. And if you follow Mike on social media, at daily underscore Hoosier. I want to bring up Trey Kaufman, Wren from Purdue. He's important, I think, to listeners because he's from here in our area, a great player at Silver Creek High School, won a couple state championships there. Probably would have won three had it not been for COVID shutting down the IHSA tournament and really the rest of the sports world as well. But he has really come on as a consistent and a solid player for Purdue. He's starting and he's uh, scoring points. He's a rebounder for Purdue as well. He's got a real role. Yeah, he does, and it's it's kind of a neat story. You know, he redshirted his freshman season, which you just don't see that much anywhere in college basketball, it seems, except Purdue. But but he kind of accepted that first year as a developmental year. And, and then his second year, he was mostly coming off the bench, and even at that, not, not at times at least, not having a real big role. 
and now he's stepped up to having a starting role, a major role, and he's really capitalizing on it. You know, when I watch him play, what stands out to me more than anything is just his aggressiveness. I mean, he, he's just the guy that seems to have a really high motor, more of a motor than I ever saw him have in, in high school. So he seems to have really bought into kind of that Purdue philosophy of playing hard. And um, he, he knows, I mean, that that was one of the biggest things in the offseason that really surprised me. You know, you have him, Caleb first and Mason Gillis. It, I would have put money on, on one of those guys transferring just for no other reason than, you know, there's just not enough playing time for all those guys and for, for Kaufman to in to be the one that kind of emerged and kind of took the lion's share of those minutes I thought was pretty impressive for him. Mike, uh, another player to talk about, Xavier Johnson. Uh, what could his role look like tonight? What could his role look like the remainder of the season. Obviously, he's been injured but came back from that and then had the flagrant two in the game uh, previous to Minnesota, and we saw Mike Woodson bring him off the bench Friday night in that Minnesota game. A lot of people are frustrated with him as a player and also maybe with, you could say, a little bit of lack of leadership. Uh, where does he fall in with this team the rest of the way? Do we see him jump back into the starting lineup tonight? Do we see him remain as a bench player coming off the bench? I mean, no one knows the answer to this question other than Mike Woodson, but it's something to think about heading into this big rivalry game. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I thought the way Indiana opened that game against Minnesota with Gabe Cups on the floor, that, that was probably the best they've looked defensively just from an energy standpoint all season, in my opinion. So I, I don't know what impact that will have on Woodson's decision-making. Um, I don't have any inside info on, on who's starting tonight, but if I just kind of gauge based on what I know of Woodson from kind of his patterns, I'm, I suspect that start that they got off to the other night is going to give Woodson comfort to uh, continue with Gabe Cups in the starting lineup, but that's a that's a pure guess on my part. But what I will say is I, I have a hard time believing that Indiana can win this game tonight without Xavier Johnson kind of in his good form. You know, we we all know what he's capable of when he puts together a really good game. I already mentioned you know, that that I think he's really important defensively in this game to just kind of disrupt everything that Purdue's trying to do, just bother Warrior and Smith with his, his length and his quickness. Um and also just to be able to get downhill with, with the ball, I think that's going to be important, too, to, to set up lobs and other things like that offensively. I think he can bring a lot to this game, and I'm not sure, you know, what we've clearly seen from Woodson, uh, irrespective of this situation, is the players who start the game aren't necessarily the players who finish the game. And I have a hard time envisioning uh, Indiana finishing this game with someone other than Xavier Johnson and still pulling it out. I think they need him at the top of his game, and I I think that they'll need him on the floor in the end to, to pull it out. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us talking IU basketball tonight. I think the spread is around 10 points uh, for tonight's game. Uh, the the a crowd is worth something for sure, and then I think you've got to think, or if you're building a positive mindset as an Indiana fan, that Indiana did play well uh, on Friday. You got have a prediction for this game? You have any feel? Is Indiana going to win? Are they going to be close, or is the potential there for them to get their doors blown off by this highly ranked Purdue team? 
Yeah, I think the potential is there for that that to happen. Unfortunately, there, there's no doubt about it. Um, just not you know not for any other reason than Purdue's just capable of you know getting very hot offensively. Um, but you know, I I will be honest and say going into the the two home games against Purdue each of the last two years, I would have told you that they would have lost both of those games. Um, there, there is just a different level of energy in the building, as you alluded to. There's a different level of energy that the players bring. I don't know how you bottle that up and you know make make that the case for all the games, but you can just feel it defensively. Um, in those two games, each of the last two years, Indiana was just playing at a different level and causing all kinds of trouble for Purdue. Uh, their, their turnover numbers in those two home games the last two years were, were way above their, their season averages and really dictated the game in, in so many ways. And so I, I certainly think that can happen again as well. So nothing nothing's going to surprise me in this game short of maybe an Indiana blowout win, which I, I would not predict at all. <laughs> Should Indiana fans be hopeful that if they were able to help the team get close to Kansas at home, the great crowd, Indiana played well that day as well, that, that this can be a similar result? And I, it's, I, I think we underestimate the crowd at times. Some people say, oh, the crowd, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's all about the talent on the floor, the execution on the floor, the coaching decisions that are made uh, on the floor. But uh, in these big rival games and environments, I think we'd be crazy to think the crowd doesn't play uh, a reasonable role in things, especially at Assembly Hall or Mackey Arena for this one. Yeah, there is no doubt in my mind that the crowd plays a role. Now, now I will say there are some players that I think, you know, go into a tough opposing environment and actually feed off off of it themselves. But by and large, for five opposing players on the court, I don't think it goes well for them most of the time. I think Assembly Hall, just as everybody knows, is right on top of you. The energy in the building for games like these is second to none, and it absolutely does have an impact. And I think it kind of builds on itself, too. Like if if Purdue does commit a couple early turnovers or you know starts missing from three, I, I think it can get into their heads a little bit. So I, th- I think it's definitely a factor. I, I don't know what the number, value of points in a game is or anything like that, but I, I certainly wouldn't underestimate it. Talking to Mike Schumann, Daily Hoosier, I want to transition to some football here for just a bit. Um, Coach Signetti making the rounds, recruiting, transfer portal, some recent staff additions. I think we're up to date with all that stuff for the most part. But Indiana football in general, I, I don't know if you – I guess you can score it up as, as good news or good connections, but uh, we saw Kalen DeBoer and Michael Penix in the national championship game, an outstanding year for Penix and Washington, although they came up short in the finale. Then DeBoer, he's the guy to replace Coach Saban at Alabama. Uh, obviously, as you hear his resume talked about, it was just one year, but you hear his time at Indiana mentioned. And then uh, I don't know if it's finalized or not yet, but Kane Womack, the head coach at South Alabama, who was with DeBoer and Tom Allen for that great season, um, his name has been mentioned maybe as uh, coming to Alabama as, as one of the assistants, one of the coordinators for uh, DeBoer. So a lot of IU connections, Penix, DeBoer, now Womack, uh, all connected with some of the big headlines of college football recently. Yeah, and you you also have on that Alabama staff now you got Nick Sheridan, who was the former IU offensive coordinator. You got 
multiple members of their strength staff headed by David Ballou, who left IU after that 2019 season to go to Alabama. So it's gotten to the point where it's a little bizarre to to think about how how heavily influenced this new Alabama staff is by that uh, 2019-era Indiana team, which, you know, was, you know, a, a very much an outlier team. I think it was their best season in, in 30 years, if I recall correctly, when it, when it happened. So there was clearly some special stuff going on that year. I don't think anybody would have predicted it would have translated to making up a significant portion of the Alabama staff. But that that's where we're at, and I, I don't see any negatives for Indiana as a result of that. It, it's good pub- publicity. And, you know, oh, by the way, Indiana has a new head coach who came from Alabama and coached under Saban as well. So, um, maybe the result of all this is a, a home and home with the Alabama on the schedule sometimes too. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us. Any other football pickups? I know it's been hard to keep up. There's been so much activity, recruiting, transfer portal, players coming over from JMU where Coach Sig was at last season. Uh, it just seems like a rush of things, even more so here the, to start the official off season of college football. But any kind of update or summary on where things are at now that the official end of the national championship is here? Yeah, it's been a little bit quiet here of late. I think we've mostly cycled through the the transfer portal and the uh, at least the early signees for for high school. Indiana, you know, because of all the activity, they've they've actually gone significantly over the uh, the amount of scholarship players that they've that they're allowed to have. I think the way that works is that you know. Until players actually enrolled on campus, they don't count against your scholarship number. So some of these guys were including it in scholarship counts or guys that won't arrive until the summer, like high school kids. Um, but I think right now they have, based on the way we're tracking it, 90 total scholarship players, and you're allowed 85. And so, um, you know, with so many players added here over the last month, I, I think that's why you're kind of seeing this wall. Um, but but you've also seen what I what I picked up over the last week or two is that there's players kind of much more quietly under the radar leaving Indiana uh, here of late, like running back Josh Henderson. I don't even know if people noticed that or, or heard about that when, when Indiana published their 2024 spring roster. He wasn't on there, and I, I think you're going to see more of that. Obviously, it's going to have to happen to some extent to get the scholarship count down to 85 in the summer. Um, but, but I think that's just part of the natural progression with the new coaching staff is just kind of cycling through the roster, um, you know, positions like running back where they've added several new players, um, wide receivers, another spot where it's like, man, they, they have just got so many guys that have put up big time numbers at the college level that, you know, you won't be surprised at all to see some attrition in some of those spots. So. I think that's where we're at now. I think it's more of a, you know, a drip instead of a, a fire hose that we saw over the last month. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Mike, as always, thanks for the chat, especially here on this game day for the big rivalry, and we'll talk with you very soon. Okay, Matt. Always enjoy it. Have a good one. All right, Mike Schumann with us. IU Purdue coming up tonight. 
on the Big X 6 o'clock pregame show. That's where you'll hear the starting lineup first uh, from Coach Woodson. You'll know where Xavier Johnson stands. Is he going to be in, back in the lineup tonight as far as the starters go, or will he come off the bench? Uh, always fun to hear that pregame show, especially that interview with Coach Woodson. So join us for that tonight here on the Big X at 6. Game is a 7 o'clock tip-off on Peacock. And another text on the Thornton's text line I want to get to. Texter says, if Johnson can come up with one of his rare good games, Indiana has a chance. If not, it could be a long night. So, Texter, it sounds like you're going with Xavier as your key player for tonight. I'm going with Mbako. Of course, lots of other things need to happen, I think, uh, for Indiana to win that game in addition to Mbako playing good or Xavier playing good. But uh, definitely think that those guys need to step up tonight. We'll head to a commercial break when we come back. A recap of some things from over the weekend. Justin Kalen, producer of this show, big IU guy, will get his prediction on the game as well tonight. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Tuesday show. Quick segment before we wrap things up. I know everybody excited about IU-Purdue tonight. I just hope it's a good one. Justin Kalen, producer of this show, I'm going to bring him on here in the final segment. Justin, one thing I hope for IU fans, and I say this a little bit facetiously, and I mentioned this Monday on the show. I know you didn't produce yesterday, but uh, I hope it's a little better than the IU-Iowa women's game on Saturday night. I had Jeff Providence at Johnson Arena, so I was unable to watch the game, but I did put the YouTube TV on my phone, just thinking I would keep up with the score and really curious to see how it went. I knew it would be a big challenge for the IU women, and they were decimated, Justin. Yeah, it was it was not pretty from start to finish. They were a little they were in the game a little bit at the beginning. I, I actually watched a majority of it. Once it got to I don't know, 15, 20 points. I, I kind of lost interest, turned it off. But, yeah, I mean, that that was a road game. That's a tough atmosphere. Even though it's women's basketball, Iowa women's basketball is crazy. Those fans show out for Caitlin Clark. I believe they've sold out every game so far this season. So, tough place to play, whereas tonight the flip, the script's kind of flipped and Indiana's the home team. So, I, I would expect a much better performance from the men's side of things. All right, I think the spread is around 10. You probably know the spread – down to the point, the half point. Nine sure. and a half. So tell us, what it, what is it? <laughs> it is nine and a half, and I think that number is just way too high. I, I mean, Indiana at home, I get Purdue is a top five team in the country, but Indiana's at home, and Indiana should never be nine and a half point underdogs at home. They they weren't even that big of an underdog to Kansas, and you could argue Kansas is just as good as Purdue. So, yeah, that right. number for yeah. me is too high. The Justin Kalen lock of Tuesday. So there, <laughs> you th- could say there that, you yeah. Go. I live vicariously through you, my friend. <laughs> so, 
right. Uh, other thoughts on the game tonight. I've said I thought Mbako was my key player. A texter mentioned X needed a big game. I'll be curious to see. I guess he'll be back in the starting lineup tonight. I don't know. But a key for Indiana, like what has to happen for Indiana to even have a chance at this thing? Well, first of all, with the way Indiana started that game against Minnesota the other night, and now Minnesota is not Purdue – but I don't know why you don't trot Gabe Cups out there still in the starting lineup. That was that seemed to be beneficial for Indiana. He's not going to put up a whole lot of scoring numbers and all that, but he, he has that high basketball IQ, knows where his teammates are going to be, knows what Coach Woodson expects out of him. So I, I would like to see him get the starting nod tonight. In terms of what Indiana needs to do, you touched on it a little bit earlier. Just the For me, it's the big guys. It's Malik Renew, Kalel Ware, even – like guys like Anthony Walker and if Peyton Sparks gets in, those guys have got to be play disciplined basketball. You cannot just hack Zach Eady every time he gets the ball. So play dis- disciplined defense, don't get in foul trouble, and I'd give Indiana a, a decent shot to somehow somehow win this game tonight. Yeah, okay, we'll see. Justin Kalen with us on this program, on the Tuesday program to wrap it up. Appreciate you, man. Okay, thanks. All right, Indiana-Purdue tonight, 7 o'clock tip-off, 6 o'clock pregame on the Big X. And, again, it's on uh, streaming on Peacock if you uh, are going to watch the uh, the television version of things, which I'm sure that 99% of you will. There will be a few that are out and about busy or just give up on uh, the streaming. But uh, we'll have it for you. Of course, the key is the television rolling Don Fisher rolling with the play-by-play. That's the perfect mix uh, when it comes to IU basketball, in my opinion. But it's hard to get them synced up these days with all the the streaming and the different delays and things like that. But uh, that's the way to go for sure. Uh, That's going to wrap things up for Tuesday. Back with you Wednesday here on the Big X. Uh, Our Wednesday show, Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star, Josh Cook, uh, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Looking ahead Thursday, we've got Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall and Sharon Wilkerson, the Jeffersonville coach, going to join us as well. Former IU player also, uh, Jeffersonville, coming out of a big weekend, uh, beating Floyd Central on Friday and then having a great second half to get past Providence on Saturday night. Knocked down two rivals this weekend and picked up two big wins, did Coach Wilkerson and the Jeffersonville Red Devils. That's going to wrap it up for Tuesday. We'll return Wednesday at 11 a.m. If you missed the live show, you can find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you will find us there. Have a great Tuesday. Stay warm. Enjoy IU Purdue, and we'll be back to recap it all, win, lose, or draw on the Wednesday version of our program. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.